The title of the message is Repentance is a Changed Heart. Repentance is a Changed Heart. Everyone say, Repentance is a Changed Heart. When, when God's looking at you, he's looking at your heart. He's focused on your heart. And he is passionately, intently aware of your heart. Jesus Christ came to save your soul. If in life you're just wanting healing or blessing, you're wasting your time because God is interested in the condition of your heart and not just your body. And when he heals your body and delivers you, it's for the salvation of your soul. When he looks at you, he's looking at the condition of your heart. Are you saved? And then, are you sanctified? Are you consecrated? Is he seeing the light of Christ? Because what he wants to do is take the darkness out of your heart. The darkness of sin and the demonic forces that can be afflicting your heart. Repentance is a changed heart. To regret your sin but continue in it is not a changed heart. Say to your neighbour, Jesus is looking at your heart. How's your heart? Well, some people think, well, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, Job thought he was doing all right. And then God allowed the demonic forces, Satan, to steal everything from him. And absolutely, Satan virtually destroyed his whole life. And um, Job wasn't very happy about it. But we read in Job 42, he says, You said, I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job thought he was doing all right until, until he met God. People think, I'm doing all right, you know. I'm not like someone who murdered someone or this or that or the other. But have you met God in his righteousness? And then you might repent. Moses, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush, Exodus 3.2. So Moses looked and beheld, behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, 
Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And that is how God began the ministry of Moses. In all of the Old Testament, no one saw greater signs and wonders than Moses. What do you need? What do I need? What does the church need today? Is a revelation of the holiness of God so that we would truly repent and stop tolerating the darkness of sin in our lives. The heart of God is to save sinners. That's what he's on about. The church today wants you to feel good. And God wants to save your souls. And they're two very different things. The church wants you to feel comfortable. And God wants to make you feel uncomfortable until you repent of your sin so that you might be like Moses or Job and abhor yourself and see your own sinfulness in the light of his glorious light and say, I am a sinner. Lord, forgive me. We ready to go deeper? Amen. Turn to your neighbour and say, stop tolerating your stuff. Ezekiel 33, verse 11, God says, Say to them, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Then turn, sorry, but that wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? That is the heart of God. You're concerned about whatever, but he's like, turn, turn, turn. Don't tolerate sin in your life. The essence of repentance is humility. You know, when you, you try to talk to someone about their sin and you get this reaction of pride, you know that there's no repentance. The essence of repentance is humility. It's being quick to say, yes, Lord, I've sinned. Yes, Lord, I'm weak. Yes, Lord, I made a mistake. Lord, forgive me. You know, repentance and a changed heart is the work of the Holy Spirit. Hello? It's the work of the Holy Spirit. You can only repent and your heart be changed by the grace of God. Repentance and faith are sisters, twin sisters. They go together. 
When you repent, you believe. And because you believe, you are forgiven. You're cleansed and the Holy Spirit comes. But if you repent without faith, where is the power of God for a changed life? Amen. Second Chronicles seven thirteen, When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. Have you got problems in your life? God's talking about curses that come. Problems in your life are the catalyst for repentance. Because problems will cause you, hopefully, to humble yourself before God and seek his face and to examine your life. You know, James chapter 5 says, Confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. You know, if you're sick, if you have problems, this is an opportunity for you to repent, to examine your life and confess your sins to one another. Some curses, some problems and some sickness, you'll have no breakthrough until you repent. I'm telling you, it's my personal experience that when I confessed my sins and humbled myself and told someone I trusted and then text, message, whatever, everyone I could think of whom I've sinned against, whom I'd offended and asked their forgiveness, then the breakthrough began. My healing of cancer and the demonic attacks stopped when I confess my sins. And my stuff, many people would think, well, but when you go to God, he doesn't go well. You need to repent and deal with the stuff. See, sin, when you talk about the demonic, sin is an open door for demons open door for demons and the demons come in and they cause sickness they cause curse they cause financial problems they cause car accidents they cause mental illness all sorts of things they cause and some problems can only be dealt with through repentance confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. And when we talk about healing in the Bible, we're talking about deliverance and physical healing. They go together. You can't separate them. Many, many people who are sick have spirits that have afflicted them. And not everything is because of your own sin. But all problems are because of Adam's sin. And that is why through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ, there is healing. By his stripes, you were healed. Amen.
So repentance is just so important, so important to deal with your stuff. Don't bury it thinking that, you know, you know, one of the deceptions of demons is you don't need to tell anyone. Just, just talk to God, but don't tell anyone. You don't need to. And so Satan is preserving your pride. Confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. If you're having demonic attacks, stuff is happening in your life, go to someone you trust and confess your sins. It's part of your biblical breakthrough. Amen? You think about it. The consequence of the shed blood of Jesus is deliverance from demons and healing of the body and every type of blessing. And the blood atones for sin. So Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Raise the dead, cleanse the, 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 the lepers, heal the sick. Repentance is an integral part of the gospel. And the essence of repentance is a humble life. Just walking humbly before Jesus Christ. And when the Holy Spirit convicts you, then deal with it. Hallelujah. Repentance involves a change of heart, not just a change of action. God is looking at your heart and the motive behind your actions. He's looking at the bitterness, the unforgiveness. He's looking at the anger. He's looking at the lust. He's looking at your heart, not just the fruit of it. So don't just deal with the fruit when you repent. Deal with your heart. Because God wants a pure heart. For the pure in heart shall see God. That's repentance. It's the purifying of the heart. When you are born again, many times people don't fully understand righteousness when they receive Christ. They're born again. They come into position as a child of God, as a son, as a daughter. They have been adopted. You have position in the kingdom of God. You are a citizen of heaven. When you do something wrong, you don't lose your position you, you, you lose your intimacy. You lose your communion with God. But you don't lose your position. And the Holy Spirit will convict you. So the prodigal son was still a son of the father, but he had gone off and he was no longer in communion with his father. But his position was still son. He came back and said, make me a servant. But the father said, you're a son. When you do something wrong as a Christian, you don't lose your position, you lose your communion. And it's that losing of the communion that helps you to come back and repent. But if you choose to continue in your sin and to resist the Holy Spirit, then that's danger zone. You with me? Hallelujah. Matthew 6.21 for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
if your treasure is anything but Jesus, you need to repent. You've made it an idol of the heart. Is it your work? Is it your marriage? Is it your children? Whatever. Surrender your heart. Let him be your treasure. Amen. Yeah, but, but, but. Why not trust him with your marriage? Trust him with your children. Trust him with your work. Trust him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't we uh, talk to George? George, come. Let's just, I, I didn't prep him on this. So I didn't give him any introduction. Come on, George. So George was in a meeting in Perth, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. And uh, and the Lord said in a prophecy that where were you going to go? Where was he going to send you to? Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, there were some difficulties. Yes. Yes. It was difficult, yes. Uh, some time passed. Yeah, but we are going back to Argentina next year for good. Yeah. Is that your point? Yeah. Okay. You, know, you know, like, I, I hadn't met you before, I don't think. And when I gave you the prophecy, no, I didn't know no, you. No. No, 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 not at all. We ask you to pray for us with, with Nora. And, and you say that we should go back to Argentina, that we were wasting our time here, and that the Lord will, yeah, will prepare the way. So we've been praying all these years for that to happen. Was that 2018? Yes. Uh, and looking for the right situation because, as you know, the economy of Argentina is never a good time to go there. <laughs> Our economy is always going down the hill. But what happened is... And you had family here too, yeah. didn't you? And I have my family here, and we were waiting for, for the right signal from God to go there. This year, unexpectedly, our son was in Argentina, living there, the Lord provided for him a very good job in, in a mining company. He's the director of the mining company there. He was looking for a job, and, and the, the people say, you may not be interested in going there, but this is the place, and it was the city where we came from. And now, uh, our daughters were working here with a mining company, and they bought a lithium company there, the same city where we came from. So my son and my two daughters are in Argentina now. We are the only ones, Nora and I, left here. So we are out of place. We have to go back. So let him be the treasure and let his word be the treasure. And at the time, you know, George and his wife didn't understand 
But the Lord, you know, because their children were here, but the Lord just sent them back. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Yes. And bye-bye, George, you're going too. <laughs> yes, now we have to go, yes. So make him the treasure of your life and trust him because he'll bring it about. Like George and his wife's, what, what are you talking about? You're going to mess our lives up. We've got a comfortable life in Perth. Is that right? Yeah. But we make him the treasure. We have a good life here. Yes. Had. We still have, but the time has come that we have to go. Yes. The Lord has been very good with us. And as you know, living here, if you compare to any other place, this is a good life. It's easy to live here. So it's not easy to, to think that you have to go back to a third world country with all the problems in the economy and all of that. But yes, we do believe it's the Lord's will that. And you know, when you treasure him, even though you don't understand, when George goes back to Argentina, he will go back into the rich blessing of God, yes. which is independent of any economy situation. Yeah, yeah, I do believe that. And we saw it when we went back at the beginning of the year. We saw that the Lord was pouring one blessing after the other on our lives, and we have a economical freedom that we never had before in Argentina, because it was not dependent on the local economy. It depended on God. Hmm? Amen. Anything else you want to say to them? Uh, no, I'm very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, George. Amen. So, the life here that George and his wife had, they treasured. But something better is coming. The thing that you treasure, if you hold on to it, it will die on you. You need to treasure Jesus and his will, his word, above all else, and trust him. Amen? Because the thing that you treasure will become like rubbish if you hold on to it. God wants you to treasure the kingdom of heaven above all else, and that is repentance. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. That's what Jesus wants in your heart. Let me read it again. A pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. That's repentance. Repentance produces Christ-like nature. And that's what he's looking for. It's not just, you know, it's not just changed fruit, changed heart. Look to your neighbour and say, neighbour, Jesus is looking for a changed heart, not just changed action. So God is weighing you and it's not how many kilos you have. Proverbs 16.2, all the ways of man 
are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. When you say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, he's weighing your yes, what it actually means. He's weighing the spiritual. Amen. We need to come in heavy with God. Amen. It's very easy to think that you're better than other people. And that is the essence of pride and is contrary to repentance. Luke 18.9 He spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and they despised others. So two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Humility is the foundation of an exalted house. Everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. When God looks at you, he's looking at your heart attitudes. And when you come before him humbly, he will exalt you. And when you come before him with arrogance, he will humble you. Amen? So if you find that God is humbling you and you submit to it, know that he will exalt you in due time. Hallelujah. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. Proverbs 16.5. Proverbs 15.33. Before honour is humility. Hallelujah. And you know, sometimes God will take you lower, lower, lower. He will abase you until you feel like there's nothing left of you. And he'll bring you through such humbling times and if you submit to that, he'll exalt you and you'll remember where you came from. Amen? Amen? You know, you, you look at your life and you go, oh, dear me, why this, why that? Rather, look at your life and say, thank God I went through that because he was teaching me heart attitude so that he could exalt me and bless me. It's different. Man says, you know, I just want a good life. But God is looking at your heart and he will use the physical world to bring about a humble heart. Praise God. So focus your life on pleasing the Lord. Focus your life. Lord, I just want to please you. Just want to please you. Just want to please you. 
Don't use your time like everyone else does. Be different and please God with your life. You've only got one life. It's going to pass quicker than you think. Why not use it for the glory of God? Why not use it for the glory of God? Your spiritual life is so important. The other week in Melbourne, the Holy Spirit located um, a family, the grandmother, the daughters and the children. And uh, so they're all there. The mother says and the grandmother says, we've all come here because of the autistic child, the son. Is autistic. We want him healed. That's our agenda. And uh, the Lord says to the um, to the daughter, "You have a worldly spirit." She says, "Yes, all right. I spend hours watching movies and so on." The Lord says to the grandmother, "You're an intercessor." You've been praying since you were a child for your family. She said, yes, that's true. And the Lord says, the autistic child is in a pit. But because you're a worldly Christian, you're unable spiritually to reach your child. So the agenda is you need to repent. Then later in the meeting... They had moved to some other part of, you know, people move around. They weren't in their seats and uh, I'd forgotten about them. And then the Holy Spirit said, over here, a child suffering from autism. And um, power of God came on that child and she wrote back, remarkable change, remarkable change. You know, God is interested in your spirituality in where you are spiritually. And there's what the Bible talks about the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world operates through worldly things, secular music, movies, anything that's worldly. The spirit of the world works through worldly things. So you think I'm just relaxing watching this television program, whatever it is. I'm just relaxing, listening to Stairway to Heaven, which was written by the chief witch of US. I'm just relaxing, you know, uh, you know, I'm enjoying, this is my life, not realising that you're opening doors to spirits to come in and afflict your life spiritually, to darken your heart and cause you to be powerless in the spiritual realm because of your sin. God has not called you to be of the world. He has called you to be a heavenly man, a heavenly woman like Jesus Christ. You are not meant to be a normal person. You are meant to be a spiritual person, consecrated, absolutely surrendered to Jesus Christ absolute obedience to him. Amen? Amen. Praise God.